All right. Officially, <laughs> officially rolling. This is going to be bad. We're just going to laugh the whole time on this one. Time Capsule Podcast, episode number five. This is actually a moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> I know this one's going to be fun. The guest on the lucky number five is my good friend, Jack Wheeler. Mm. So, Jack, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Glad you have a nice brew in hand, just for good measure. Um, Jack and I have been friends for, like, three years? Give or take? Three or four years. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know we've known each other since, like, my first summer, but we didn't, like, really, really know each other till. We did win a slosh ball or a slosh ball championship together and a slip and flip championship after your first summer. That is so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite pictures. But I, <laughs> I did forget about that. So that was like telling into the future that we were going to be pals. <laughs> but, um, so time capsule podcast, the object object is to basically just record the memes, talk a little bit about mindset goals. It'll be something we can look back on. 10 years from now, we can be like, look at us little chumps doing a little podcast. (laughs) And that's basically the, it'll probably be one of those things that we just like laugh at. You know how people used to make like YouTube videos and they thought it was really cool. And then they're like, oh my gosh, that's such an idiot. (laughs) I think it'll be, I'm excited because I feel like it's going to be something cool where like, you'd be like, wow, that was, because you forget what you were actually thinking. Like hindsight's always completely different than the actual moment. Yeah. So I think it's cool to like capture where we're like i wish we could have done one of these like three years ago right you know, and then like looking back on it and like then, imagine like, doing one of these when i first started full-timing right and still on her that'd be crazy yeah honestly if you would <laughs> just think about all the things that have happened since then that's insane like, like we have been through so many ups and downs and like funny things so oh many memories packed into like the past three years it's insane but so yeah, I honestly think it's going to be really cool too. That's why I'm doing it. Not because I think I'm going to think it's dumb in the future. I'm just covering I think that it's ob- going to be cool. <laughs> I'm just covering that objection in case future selves think, think that. Think it's dumb, yeah. Um, so future selves, screw you. It's not dumb. <laughs> You're not too cool for this. <laughs> You're not. Too- get rid of your cool card. Yeah. Did these you forget the- that? <laughs> these are the days when we don't have a cool card. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. So Jack, so this is mainly going to be kind of us just reminiscing, but... I've done four in, prior to this, so I'm really seasoned now. Very experienced podcast girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to wait till you had some experience under your belt, so <laughs> this is good. I had to practice on Seth. Seth's also in the house, so right. my, my practice run. I was a practice dummy. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so Jack, why don't you start us off and just, yeah, give us your perspective on how we kind of became friends. Yeah. Well, there's three distinct things that come to mind. The first one is, like, uh, obviously, like, we did a border war or whatever your first summer, but by no means. I don't even know if we said a word to each other or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, Amberly and Ben, obviously, our two OLs were, like, dating, you know? So, like, Sizzler, I think we hung out quite a bit. Or not, like, quite a bit, but, like, here and there. Yeah. And then we won those two championships together. I don't know if we were, like, friends yet, though. We, like, knew each other. Yeah. And, like, knew that we hung out with the same people. And then I think after your second summer, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, literally on the beach crying do you remember that <laughs> that was actually not on sizzler that was at the or that was in person. jacksonville yeah jacksonville yeah. jacksonville on man the beach, oh my gosh and I, about like your like just situation. last two summers and your situation and i was like wow 
I didn't know, like, I didn't know I could have this type of conversation with Weston. But then it, we got, like, really deep, and it was good. And I was like, I don't know if the conversation was helpful at all. But, but I remember being like, okay, I think we're, I think we're friends now. And then the third one is when me and Kirsten Price were figuring out where we were going to go full time. And then it was like still water. And then it was like two days later, I was living in your ranching body. Yeah. Um, and then the rest is some bumps in the road there those first few weeks. But right. After that, we, it's there were some fallen, fallen soldiers, but <laughs> we, we rallied. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny because, um, and that's so crazy that I actually opened up to you so much that night because... Honestly, you and Virgie and Victoria are probably the three people in Southwestern that have seen me cry. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's crazy. For real. And, like, uh, at that point, I don't know. Like, that was crazy. I, I've always just been able to trust you. Like, and I think that that's why our friendship kind of grew so fast. I think there's just, like, a, a mutual, like, trust there. Yeah, totally. That And, yeah. One, that makes me feel really good. <laughs> but, two, I remember distinctly when I felt like I could trust you. Do you want to hear that one? Yeah, of course. Let's see if you remember this. So we moved into Stillwater, or we moved into your ranch in Pawnee. I've, and this is like fresh on my brain, so it's because I've been talking to it about with people lately the last couple of days. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but that was like right after I won all the year or whatever. Uh-huh. And rookie all the year. And so, uh, and that first day we were about to go name gather. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, let's go, let's leave here at like seven uh-huh. or something. Do you remember this? I think I know where you're going with this. And story. you were like, you were like ready to go, <laughs> and I was like dead asleep. Didn't <laughs> like, so they try to wake you up? Yeah, and I was like, uh, and you were like, all right, I'm going to campus, and I like didn't know you at all, so I was just like, oh whatever, like not a big deal, you know. And like I ended up like getting up like. I don't know, five or ten minutes later, getting dressed and driving to campus. And the drive to campus is like 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> so it like makes no sense for us to drive separately. But obviously, I like, totally left yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and she like left, and then she, you called Virgie and were like pretty frustrated with yeah. like my behavior and like how I was like, it's like, what? This isn't like OLs aren't supposed to do that. I shouldn't be waking up people or whatever. Right. And Issa uh, so was like, dude, she is right. Like, <laughs> she is so right. Like, that is totally not acceptable behavior. And, like, from that point forward, I was just like, I just need to be better. And I was like, I totally appreciated the, like, call out from the jump. I'm just like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, that's isn't who I want to be. Like, let's get it together. <laughs> and I feel like after that, it's like, and then there was the whole, like, other stuff other yeah. yeah um but then uh it got after that i was like okay yeah and then throughout we just became running mates and from then on i feel like it was like pretty smooth sailing yeah yeah that's so funny because that's that's always been one of my biggest pet peeves is people that oversleep yeah i remember you said that and i was like yeah that's something and i don't know why but anyways that's that's actually really funny because i had forgotten about that and i think we talked about this at some point it might have been like at, at in uh denver or whatever but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, <laughs> we've been through like, and in a way, it's like almost like we're like siblings or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like we have been through like little ups and downs, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we've always just like kind of wanted the best for each other. Yeah. You know, and we've always like, there's been trust there. There's been like such a sense of camaraderie and like we're teammates and we're in this together. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what leads to some of the some of the downs is mm. that we are like teammates and in it together. And when it's like, then when it feels like it's not where it should be, it's like, uh, emotionally, yeah. there's a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, uh, 
It's more like, a, I don't, yeah, I guess emotional. It's like sometimes we can be most, like, critical of, like, the people we respect the most. Yeah, totally, yeah. That's so true. Um, and, like, and value their opinion, too. True, Because like, yeah. when you, like, agree on 99.9% of things, and then, like, something <laughs> goes wrong, it's like, what the heck, you know? Yeah, dude, I remember that. So, because we were always so on the same page yeah. when we were working together, and it was times where we were apart that usually is just like a communication gap but if if there was like something that fell off it was like what like we're supposed to be on the same page here but yeah i remember it because it was so random um and cool that we ended up working together because i know like emily phillips and vivian that that's who i thought was going to come to oklahoma state and then at grs um and yeah it was in grs that year you like came up to me in the hotel i was like hey let's talk later uh would you care if i like came in full-time with you at oklahoma state and i was like no that'd be awesome and you're like okay well i'm probably gonna do it like uh do you care if i like stay with you till i find a host family and i'm like no it's fine <laughs> never find so family. <laughs> right right um but yeah and that was i guess my first time full-timing was it your first time yeah yeah so first time full-timing first timers together yeah out on the ranch yeah that was a that was a fun semester. I feel like the second time we did it better. <laughs> right, right. We definitely, yeah, it was definitely better the second time. But honestly, I feel like what led to it being better is we had such a, a learning curve because we just, like, dove right in. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know? I mean, and, like, talk about, like, demos or, like, getting reps in. Like, we worked really hard that semester, I feel like. Yeah. In, at the ranch. <laughs> the rancho. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of good conversations and like so many relationship building. <laughs> yeah. Moments. I feel like that was another reason we bonded. We just spent like literally so much time together. Because yeah. like, we had like time. our waking moment and then yeah. we would drive the 40 minutes to campus and then it, we would be in the West Watkins Center all day and uh, yeah, I just interviewed wow. It's people. honestly weird that we never got like tired of each other. Right. Like, looking back on it, especially that semester. Yeah. Yeah, we, like, never, like, got tired of each other. And we always... And that's one one thing I value about our friendship, too, is there's always such good conversations. Oh, it's like yeah. we never run out of things to talk about. It's yeah. like we're just <laughs> dissecting every part of life, like, solving all yeah. life's problems. Dude, yeah, it's so much easier for me to be really good friends with people who, like, just love to talk psychologically or philosophically about, like, every situation here. Right. And, dissect it. and you, we definitely do that. Yeah. Which I think made recruiting fun because we would talk about different interviews yeah. and different people and what makes people successful. Yeah, and other people in Southwestern. <laughs> right, right. Just dissecting everything, um, which is really cool. And then, yeah. And then I remember the next year after, wait, let's see. I guess it was that that next summer that was our giant org. Yeah. Right? Your giant the 50% person org. Yeah, the fallen org. I remember we went and went to like a brewery at, uh, where was it? Waco? Yeah, Waco, before the production seminar. Yeah. yeah. That was before that summer? Was it? Or was that before Virgie? Maybe it was. I, I, I mean, I think it was that next summer that we yeah. worked together, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, before Michigan. And uh, we were like, yeah, I went to a brewery and we're like, bro, let's run this giant org together. <laughs> and then it crashed and burned. <laughs> But again, like, uh, even even in the midst of, like, that storm, it was cool. It's always cool just, like, knowing that, you know, the people that you're working with are working really hard and are people that you can trust even in the midst of a giant storm, not just when things are, like, really good, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that was, like, one of the big lessons, I feel like, from that year, for sure, was, like, I don't know. It, uh, <clears throat> I feel like when everything goes wrong, 
the what's left after the storm mm-hmm. is like pretty powerful yeah you know what i mean because it's like yeah ever it's like it, it like everything when things are going well it's easy for everyone to be like yeah this is awesome but when like shit hits the fan yeah it's like okay who's left after that you know right so and not just left but like still committed to doing the work still committed to like what they said they were gonna do and like all that stuff yeah definitely and it's cool looking back to and we've talked a little bit about this but then that next year I mean I so I we both recruited a team both lost pretty much all of them (laughs) and like the people that were left even student leaders were off schedule and different things just like a really rough 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 award but then the next year like we learned I feel like we learned so much and like I feel like when you go through failure like that then you like really figure out what's important and I think we went through that like we both like just got our teeth kicked in and we really, we had a lot of conversations and we figured out what we actually cared about and what was actually important and and then that's what I mean the next year, you know you had your best summer ten thousand units and I uh, you know ran a good org and had my best summer and so I think that that really was the failure that that really caused the success in the end. Yeah, and we've talked about this a lot. I think like there's so many. Obviously, like, there's so many lessons learned from failures and stuff. I feel like one specific one from that was, like, I think we both realized, like, wow, that's pretty much as bad as it can possibly go. Mm-hmm. And we're still alive. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? and, like, right. And you kind of, it's, you're able to take a lot of pressure off uh-huh. when you go through really bad failures. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess, like, I'm still, life's not, life's not that much different. You know, yeah. it's not like... Cause you put all this pressure on like, Oh, I have to really be successful. This has to work. And then it completely doesn't. Right. And it's like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. Still breathing. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, and then you're able to put into perspective the things that, that do matter. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and I think like we could probably talk forever about like the things we changed and the lessons learned that year, but, um, humbling for sure yeah yeah it was and then I remember this past summer like we do like pump up calls sometimes and one thing that you said I was like wow it's so true is like anything that could possibly happen has happened to us (laughs) you know like we're not going to experience anything in a day or in a week or in a summer that like hasn't happened already so it's like we'll be fine just like going into the day with pure intentions and knowing that we've lived through pretty much every type of situation yeah like the, yeah i feel like yeah i don't know if it's after three or after four or whatever but you get to a point where it's just like nothing that happens should surprise you yeah <laughs> it's just like, right it's like oh a dad walks in and they say no okay yeah whoop-de-doo it's right it's not, it's it's not new. yeah literally everything has happened it adds a lot of like peace and perspective and it helps you like manage your emotions better too yeah when you like realize that like all the stuff that even good or bad it's like okay you have seven customers and it's not gravy yet. It's like, cool, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. Or you have zero at gravy and it's like, this yeah. has happened before. <laughs> before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think one thing too that happened in between those two summers is I feel like you and I really grew a lot in like our faith in God. Oh, totally. And that was another thing we like held each other accountable in leading up. And it was such a staple of both of our summers. Um, but I guess, what do you, what do you remember about kind of that phase of recruiting? Yeah, for sure. Well, it started with, like, I guess going back to, like, the whole whole thing was, like, I just, like, grew up in the church and then, like, in college, like, completely got away from my faith and, like, relationship with God. And then at the October meeting, I, like, was in a PC with Dustin, like, all right, how do I sell 10,000 units? <laughs> how do I sell 10,000 units? I was, like, notepad ready to go. 
And uh, he was like, well, if you can work it out on paper, you can work it out in real life. Um, so, like, what's your faith like? And I was like, dude, come on. Like, I'm trying to get my belief up. for like, <laughs> You know, and I'm like, I tried to deny it, like, six times. And then uh, he had me read Mere Christianity. Um, and then I read that. So this is, like, October to December, I think I read Mere Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it definitely didn't, like, change my whole perspective on everything. But it, it got me to a point where I was like, all right, let me at least figure this out for myself. Yeah. And so I committed to, like, reading the whole New Testament that spring. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know when it was, maybe week one or week two of recruiting, you invited me to go into Life Church with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I went, like, pretty much every Sunday after that. And like, yeah, I read my Bible every morning before the summer and then during the summer and just like, yeah, I mean, it, uh, I, I almost hate to even say that it made a huge difference for the summer because then it like means that it's like, that's why you should right. pursue your faith, you know? And that's totally not, it's like, it puts the summer in perspective that it doesn't really matter in eternity, which yeah. I think is pretty cool, yes. but it's like, uh, I, I, uh, so I hesitate to even being like, yeah, yeah it made a big summer. difference for the summer. Cause like, where even if the summer was bad, it's like, you su- it's like, who cares? It's like, yeah. it, it's like the faith is more important anyways, you know? So I think, uh, but definitely made a huge difference. And I was thinking about that today when I was at Life Church. They were mm. talking about like inviting people. And I was like, I wonder if that's why Weston invited me. Because like someone <laughs> at Life Church was promoting to invite people. But anyways, thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, man, I feel like the summer too, God really just just showed what, what true faith does. Because it wasn't just that we were, you know, we both we were going to church. And I think just the accountability and like you are who you hang out with. And yeah. that was a big part of our conversations that's kind of what where they started to turn yeah and then and then in the summer just like having such even like when we talk on Sundays and stuff just having such pure intentions and such like just a Christ-centered view on the summer and and when you go into a summer like that there's so many opportunities for God to like just show himself you know yeah and um and the cool thing too like I was talking to Randall about this the other night but I, going into the summer, and I think it was kind of because of all the things we just talked about, but when I was, like, really <laughs> kind of nervous to run an org, I, uh, for one, just kind of gave it to God. But also I was like, I might be the worst OL in the company, <laughs> and I'll be okay. You know, yeah. it's just about God. It's about having faith in God and, a lot, like, opening an avenue for him to work through me this summer and just do with do with it what, what he will type of deal. And I know it's always tough, like, here, like, I don't want, want it to be like, yeah, have faith in God, and then you'll sell 10,000. <laughs> yeah. But um, today, when I was talking to Ian, he was talking about, like, that's Kevin Stitt's view. It's like when you, I think the, the key is, like, when you actually lay down your pride, and you're, it's yes. about serving God. It's yeah. like, it's not about anything else. Like, when it's, when you get to that point, yes. when it's not about anything else other than serving God, life does work out for you. And yeah. I remember one thing you said that was my self-talk, like, pretty much all summer, is God, God wants good for us. Like his plan is for us to prosper. Yeah. It's like, that is what God wants. But I feel like sometimes like when pride gets in the way, then that's like how God brings us back almost. And so yeah. when it's, when we're actually in a pure like service minded state, it's easier for good things to happen. And it's easier for us to prosper. A hundred percent. And I think like one thing definitely that you're talking about that is really important is that like God does always want good for us. Therefore, when things don't work out the way we want them to, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that that's not good for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it's like, like, for example, like, uh, I don't know, part of it is like, yeah, giving your summer to God, but then it's like, okay, if good or bad, it's like, this is God's will. 
yeah. like, and totally trusting that versus like, if you're getting mad at God because things aren't working, then it's like, okay, that's not, you know, what yeah, I mean? it's like, that it's like that's not giving you, like, for example, I think the first time I hit more, it was like week two and I was like, this is like way above what I ever hit. You right. know? So it's like, it was already like a hundred, 200 units above anything I'd touched before. And I was just, the whole time I was like, God, if it, if it's your will, like, yeah. you know, and I just like worked really hard and it was, I remember it was sit down at like nine. It was like, I had one at eight forty five that bought a five book mm-hmm. and that got me to like nine thirty, nine hundred and thirty units. And then I was just like, if it's your will. And then a, like someone at nine thirty bought a platinum. Wow. And it was just like the last two sit downs were both like 130 units. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. you know? but it was like, and I was, but I was totally content if it was God's will for me not to hit it either. I was like, okay, right. No you know, it was like, it what it didn't matter either way, you know, because yeah. it was just, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> I think that's like an important concept to under, to like understand. It's like fully trusting the faith. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like totally trusting the plan and also like being confident that his plan is good and whatever the, whatever it is, it is from there and, and knowing that it can happen. Cause I think that's one thing that changed for me this, this summer too, is it, it was a combination between like, cause I had never hit PC before and then week three I hit it and I hit it every other week of the summer, except the very last week I hit like 500 and something units. But I, uh, I like, I didn't care if it happened, but I knew it could, you yeah. know, and I knew <laughs> I was like trusting and working for the right reasons. And so, um, we were at kind of different levels in the summer, but I feel like that that's, like trusting that God can and will like go above and beyond like what we think. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. Like whatever happens, happens as long as our t- intentions are pure too. Yeah, totally. Just like doing our best and like, like God, literally like God do the rest. Like people say that all the time, but I feel like it's like, I think one thing like, and I don't, obviously I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like we like legit, we're just like, all right, God, up yeah. to you. <laughs> you know? At yeah. least that's how I felt. Like, right. And I know that's how you guys ran your org, which is like, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. I think another thing we focused on a lot was like integrity yes. too, mm-hmm. like a ton. And I was like thinking about it and cause that was literally all we talked about all spring. Right. You know? Um, but it was like such a peaceful way to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like a lot of people with integrity, like have it be a guilt. It's a, it turns into a guilt thing. Yeah. Do you totally. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, in- integrity was like what gave us so much confidence. Yeah. Like it was work ethic and we were doing exactly what we said we were going to do. So like then we were confident. Yeah. Because like we were living in integrity. And yeah. like, so it's like something that really built confidence, you know, within us. And it's cool too. Like, gosh, the people you're around just influence you. It's just like, there's no denying that. Um, and I think it's cool. Just like the power of just like little things to focus on. Like in the summer, like God wants good for you. Faith in yeah. God, like focusing on that, like holding your friends accountable to it. And then just like, okay, like we're gauging our success on integrity, like yeah. <laughs> letting that build our confidence. And you were the best at that because it was like, if there was stuff going wrong, you would just be like, well, did you do what you said you were going to do? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, like if yeah. Rao was like getting mad at me, it's like, dude, you, you know, you would like put it in perspective. It's like, this is all that matters. Yeah. But I read this quote literally today where it, at Life Church, it's on their wall. Dang. It says, uh, when you live life with integrity, nothing else matters. When you don't live life with integrity, nothing else matters oh <laughs> and you know it's like i was like dang that's fire it's that's like when good. you're living with integrity it doesn't matter the result and if you're not living with integrity it also doesn't matter the result you know yeah it's like your integrity is like the one thing that that matters and can ring confidence it's like the controllables you know mm-hmm. yeah 
That's cool. Uh, and one thing that, because I had forgot, I knew that story about you sitting down with Dustin and all that, but yeah. I'd kind of forgotten it. Um, but that's what Ian said that Corbin asked him. He uh, like went really? in for advice uh, about the summer and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I guess how's your faith in God? He's like, oh, you know, I'm pretty good. I go to church and whatever. It's like yeah. super similar. And uh, yeah. And then Ian was talking about how like he actually remembered and focused on that week eight and that was like by far his best week of the summer and stuff like that and he said the exact same thing as you he's like i don't want it to be about that like that didn't really matter like that's just beyond the point but yeah totally so it's cool like it's cool how many really examples of people that are prospering in life and they're just they're centered on faith and trusting god yeah i mean yeah totally (laughs) it's uh it's like and i think it's like part of it is like it's in the bible you know and they literally talked about this day but it's like humble yourself and you will be exalted Mm. exalt yourself and you'll be humbled part of like when you put your trust in god that is humbling yourself because you're not putting it on you right it's not like i'm going to do this you know yeah it's like hopefully god can help me do this but whatever he wants it's like you're humbling yourself and then and then God will exalt you. Right. You know? But if you try to exalt yourself, like, oh, I got this. Like, yeah, it's all me, you know? Yeah. You're going to get humbled. Get and that's humbled. what happened to me, you know, <laughs> that summer before. Yeah. So. It's like that's happened to all of us in different yeah. ways. And which is why I think it's important to reflect and actually dissect things the way we do. Because I yeah. think so many times there's opportunities to learn and, and be real. And I, and I th- that's one thing I value about uh, about you and, and things that we talk about is I feel like we're pretty real with ourselves, too, and what we need to work on and yeah. what we need to get better at, you know? Yeah, for sure, which is, like, also crucial. Right, <laughs> so crucial. Um, but I also read a verse the other day, which I've I've heard, like, so many times. It's one of those that, but then I read it again, and it was, like, so clicked and resonated. But it's the one that says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in always acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. So it's like that's just in like it's just in the Bible, so it's so true and uh and it's like when you actually actually genuinely do that, like he'll make your past right, like you don't have to worry about it, yeah, when you're trusting him and in, like giving him credit, acknowledging him in, in everything that you do, yeah, it's like when you're yeah, it's just like when you're operating in that realm of like centered alignment with God, it's like nothing can go wrong, yeah, it's just like everything that happens is then his will, and it's like right, cool, this is great, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it all works for good for those yeah. that love him. So cool, we kind of got off on a on a Jesus tangent <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> um, but sweet, so yeah, doing Southwestern like you've been such a part of every part of my growth. So I appreciate you for that. Like truly, you've been someone that's literally been there through all the ups and downs, and have been like a huge factor in like my life's revelations and the way I look at life and the way I operate and stuff. So I uh, I do think it was God that orchestrated our friendship and. I think it was such a like a divine thing that that happened here. Yeah, I think so too. Because like you're why I went back to church too. So. <laughs> um, but and that makes me feel good. So. <laughs> um, so cool. And then one last thing I'll add to uh, that I thought was cool about last summer is like especially towards the end of the summer when we'd like chat on Sundays and stuff like that. It's like our org was doing really well and like you were doing really well and like it seemed like everything was going super well Mm -hmm. and like neither of us were surprised you know because we had seen like the behind the stage scenes of just the work and the grind that we had both been through you know and like we were there for all that for each other yeah and so I remember when you started hitting work and like I was not in one one bit surprised ever because I was like yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense, you know? It just does. If if success principles are true, yeah. then it makes sense. And so, yeah. 
that's one one thing I wanted to add to that. Yeah, I forgot. I kind of forgot because it was weird when because like I don't know before this summer neither of us were like I don't know had done anything super revolutionary yet. Yeah. You know? But it, when it did start happening, it was like okay, like yes, like okay, we earned this. Right. You know, like that felt it felt like. It was also going to, like, dude, is this happening? Dude, exactly. We had a couple conversations, like, oh, my gosh, you know. Is this but your it, life? Yeah. <laughs> but it was because, like, I feel like we had worked really hard for, like, not just that summer. Right. Like, we had worked hard every summer, mm-hmm. you know, and we had, like, put a lot in every year, too. Yeah. Like, even as in-schoolers, like, working our tails off and just, like, so it was, like, four or five years, like, whoa, is this happening? And then it was, like, yeah, it is, and that's normal. Right. You know, it was, yeah, like, at first happen. it was, like, surprise, and then it was, like, wait, no. <laughs> It makes sense. It should be happening, yeah. It's like, yeah, I remember the feeling of like, wow, like this is insane how everything's working out really well. <laughs> like, what is this? That's literally so weird, yeah. I remember like waking up and being like, wow, this is like literally the best summer ever. <laughs> like, my host dad would literally time meals, like gourmet meals to be ready at like Wonder 11. Did Stop. <laughs> it got weird in the end, but still nice in the moment. We don't have to... We don't have to go there. <laughs> um, yeah, good times. Class. Good. And then remember, I think one of my favorite memories too was after your last day. Speaking of it being weird, I was like, I need to get out of here for a little bit. <laughs> but um, I drove out to your HQ before, like at your last mm-hmm. day of selling. Yeah. And I like would have hit you up, but obviously your phone was like off all yeah. that day. And uh, then we like hung out at your like oh, badass so family's house. Family yeah. house and like awesome. we're like drinking wine and like the freezing cold hot tub <laughs> like, Dude, it's yeah. like talking about the summer was that my last day so that was that wasn't the float trip no the next that, day wait, or that was, was the next weekend um was it the next weekend i don't remember no it sure. had to have been the next day no it was the next weekend i think I think I drove up then, and then I drove up the next yeah. weekend for the float trip. That was so fun, too. Yeah, that was, like, <laughs> such a vibe, like, right at the end of the summer. Because I remember, because, let's see, I don't remember how it all happened, but, yeah, Amberly was like, yeah, you want to come float the river with all of us? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was, like, the perfect way to end the summer. And you, you and I were, like, so high on life, like, just oh, finishing yeah. up the summer. They're like, you don't have an inner tube. We're like, who cares? We don't need an inner tube. We'll just, like, float along on someone else's. <laughs> we're like, okay. Good times. I, yeah, I remember Ben being like kind of stressed. He was like, "Oh crap, we don't have enough tubes." Like, right. and we were like who cares? And he was like, oh, "I love book people." <laughs> that end of the summer so, high. Yeah, hopefully, ten years from now, future us isn't all like stressed out about interviews. <laughs> yeah, we, we can still be like super chill with the situation. Right, right. Don't ever want to be like. Ben. Well, no, just not kidding. like that, but like the people no. that would care about like not having an inner tube, you know? Just right. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get what you mean. Like we're making Ben be stressed, you know? Right. Like, it's like, oh, you don't have an inner tube? Okay, fine. We'll go up and try to find. It. Right. <laughs> it's like we'll have fun without the inner tube. Chill. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Well, sweet. Well, yeah. It's been a fun ride. Fun. Like when we had phone on the roof. Those were always good times. Yeah. All our trips to Texas. We had so many like road trips to Waco and Dallas. Dude, yeah, that one song. Took a pill and a piece. Yeah. Ah, oh, changed my life. That one's fire. Yeah, never gonna forget that song. Um. Yeah. Lots of lots and lots of great memes. I uh, I guess, and I think it's always fun hanging out with your parents too, because they're like such badasses. But I, uh, I guess for you, if you couldn't fail, <laughs> sounds like an interview. <laughs> Said the same thing. So, um, but 
I guess, and you might not, I don't know, I guess 10 or 20 years from now, if nothing could go wrong, I guess what are some of your goals? What would your life look like? What do you, what do you want to kind of fall into place in the next couple decades? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess like 10 years from now, um, may or may not still be a DSL Mm -hmm. up in the air. Um, but hopefully like in my, in the next like five to seven years would have had a really good run with that where like, you know, did my absolute best, impacted a lot of people, you know, learned a lot, helped some other people achieve their goals here. Um, and then, uh, if that leads to 10 years plus, then great. It's more just like, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, hopefully have like started a couple businesses with people by then. Um, not exactly sure what they may be, but like, um, yeah, I'd love to do something like that. Hopefully be married. And if like 10 years from now, probably have some kids. That'd be crazy. That's wild. Um, little Jack's running around. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. Little like bowl cut blonde haired kids. (laughs) (laughs) Little soccer players. Um, so probably that, um, eventually one thing I want to do is like, that I'm like pretty passionate about is like teaching people like I think Southwestern does a good job at this but I think it can be done in other areas too but like I think Southwestern teaches people how to be independently successful Mm -hmm. and like not make excuses not want handouts you know like um and like teaches people it sounds like cheesy to say but like teaches people how to like live or like how yeah. to be successful. Yeah. And uh, I feel like those principles can be taught like everywhere. Yeah. You know, but they aren't. Like, mm. or they're like, I don't know, for some reason, like people like don't think they're real or like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people think that it's like, oh yeah, get that in your self-help book. But it's like real. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a reason all the sa- successful people say the same stuff. Right. You know? And so it's like, like, for example, whether that's like going to like underdeveloped countries and like Ooh. teaching people that because like, Nonprofits, like I've heard and read some stuff lately, like that when they go and give them a bunch of money and then leave, it's actually bad hmm. because like they can't, no one there knows how to sustain anything that was given to them. The real thing that needs to be done is like time investment in creating leaders, you know, so that they can then like self-sustain and be there when you're not, you know? Yeah. So like, that's something I really want to do and get into whether, and probably like in a, non, like a nonprofit way. Um, or just even like homeless people or even like people in like areas in, in the country that we're at right now where like people don't think the only way to get out of um, <clears throat> bad situations is by like, you know, handouts, right. <laughs> like where it's like it's taught that it's just literally like your own choices shape your future, you know, your habits shape your future, not anybody else. Yeah. And it's like any, literally anyone can do that, you know? So it's like, even if that's like teaching clinics or like creating some sort of program that does that, I think that's like really important like when you can take control of your own life and Mm -hmm. not think that it's like up to other people you know yeah I don't know which is like yeah I don't know one one reason I think Southwestern is really cool is because regardless of whether your parents were successful or not it's like mano y mano Mm. everyone has the same equal opportunity and create it you know and it shows that anyone can do it yeah and uh and I think like that's a really important message like to get across to not just like underdeveloped countries, but like literally in America too. So yeah. that's something I definitely want to do too. Um, probably like real estate and stuff. And then 20 years from now, dude, I don't know, like maybe I'll have like 
like kids in high school using CEAs. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hosting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Those are a couple things that, that come to mind. Cool. What about you? Um, good question. <laughs> I, uh... I like what Seth actually said earlier today. So, and actually one thing I'll add to, to what you were just saying, and it just made me think of something I was thinking about the other day. Cause I've also thought about just like, I, I was thinking the other day when I was, I was working out about how like a culture is developed, you know? Cause it seems like as just people, like we don't make that big of an impact just like in normal life. But then I was thinking like whole entire cultures develop around towns and around cities and around states and countries like, so how does that happen? And like, where does that start? And I was thinking about how I'm sure a huge part of it is in schools. Because if you think about it, a person's biggest influencer is usually their parents. But for kids that don't have like involved parents or their parents are, are working a ton, like yeah. they're a lot of who they are is formed. Like that's where they're spending most of their time is at school. And so many people like that don't have good home lives really struggle in school and get bullied yeah. and, uh, and are you know, kind of a domino effect. And so one thing I was thinking about is just like how, how to like help and reform like cultures of schools. Cause even different schools have good cultures. Like my, my high school is like two towns really, yeah. really close together. The one that I went to had a really good inclusive culture. Like people did well, do well, like made good grades. That was like the cool thing to do. Literally like 30 miles away was a school with a different culture where everyone was failing and people are on drugs and people do meth and stuff like that. You know? Totally. Is this getting released or what is this? I don't know. It's just, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know. Hey, we don't thing, have to. No, we can release it. I don't care. But like one thing that I'm really worried about, like where we're going yeah. with that. Because it's like the complete opposite of teaching success principles is happening. Right. Like, like for example, if there was one thing that, I, that and you could maybe like, if you have an alternate opinion, I'm, I think that'd be cool to hear. But like, if there was one thing you could teach every young person ever would just be ownership. I was literally going to say, like, Strictly I was own, thinking like, just like own your decisions. Yeah. Own your own. And it's getting like, at least in the U S it's getting taught the exact opposite of that right. right now where it's like, Oh no, you don't have to like, um, it's like, well, Oh, that person did something to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you okay? Versus yeah. like, own it. Like, it's okay. Hey, like you, what other people say doesn't have to change your life. Own right. your own life. It's what you can control, you know? And it's like yeah. getting taught the exact opposite. So I'm actually really worried if that's like the thing that yeah. like changing the culture in schools, it's literally like, if you tried to talk about ownership mm-hmm. in some of these situations, people would think that you're just like the most insensitive person. Right. On the, it's like, you know, it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. That's so true. Like definitely the way things are going right now, which I think would be, I don't know. I don't even know how you would influence things in school, but, uh, but sheesh. Yeah, it's crazy. And you're right. Like we're definitely not going in that direction, but I feel like when I think of the way a country is going or the way, you know, uh, kind of like what you were talking about, I feel like it starts when what kids start to believe when they're younger. And a lot of that, that belief system comes from like teachers and schools and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I was reading Ben Carson's book, uh, I'm finishing it up right now. And he was talking about like a teacher that really, for one, his mom, but also like different teachers that like really impacted him. And like he, they hung on, he hung on to what they said and like the belief that they spoke in him. Yeah. And like, he like literally writes paragraphs about different teachers and stuff. Like I mean, did, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But you're right. Like there's so many opportunities for like, uh, improvement and like helping people, but it's just like, I guess finding an avenue would yeah. be the challenge. But as far as to answer your question, I, uh. And getting into the ranching game. 
you know that? Yes. So I always want to do that. I always want to have at least a small ranch and run cattle. And I think it's really, it's something that I really enjoy. And I like, I like this, the aspect of what our family does. And aside from that, I'm, I'm super open-minded to different opportunities. Like there's different things that I like doing. Like I really enjoyed knocking on doors for Kevin's tit and I really (laughs) have enjoyed like just doing, doing random things like that. So, um, yeah, how I want to make a chunk of my money is by buying land and ranches and stuff like that. And maybe that'll be it. And, uh, but I don't know, I'm just kind of open-minded. One thing that Seth was talking about earlier is how his mindset is like, he kind of knows the lifestyle he wants to live and like kind of what's important to him. And then other than that, he's kind of just like leaving it up to God. And that's kind of how I feel too. I've, I feel like up until this point, I've uh, met really, really cool people and had cool opportunities and so I'm just kind of open to whatever God has planned and keep working hard and always working hard and focusing on personal improvement. I like just working out and traveling and reading books and stuff like that. And I, I feel like as long as you're aligned with self-improvement and being a good person to people around you and working hard, uh, stuff kind of the right things happen. So. Yeah, definitely. So for the sake of, uh, 10 years from now, what type of lifestyle are you talking about? <laughs> so I, 10 years from now you can be like oh crap i'm not doing that or you can be like dang i'm a monster be like, oh, dang. okay <laughs> 10 years from now i would like to have a ranch in oklahoma <clears throat> and a ranch in new mexico mm-hmm. and kind of do that and i want to be like on a regular travel schedule like i don't know if it would be like once every couple months but just like plan and go like see maybe like one country a year or something like that but then just like travel within in the states um and let's see 10 years from now sheesh I don't know if I'll have kids or not (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know about all that I uh would hopefully be married in 10 years but I don't know the thought of having kids and watching my sister have a child oof Sheesh, doesn't sound fun. Yeah, how old is Briar going to be 10 years from now? Jeez, uh, he'll be 11. That's crazy. Fifth grader? Yeah, he'll be a fifth grader. <laughs> and then she has another kid, too, place. So he'll be, like, I don't know, what, 10 years from now? Is that what we said? So he'll be 10. Be 10. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the quick math in my head. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I think the most important thing for me will just be, like, a, a freedom lifestyle. Mm. You know, and I, right. I know. And I really feel that now, but I think, think, I feel like such a, just a freedom and I feel like the possibilities are endless. So I never want to lose that, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think, I think a lot of that comes from doing things you want to do and traveling and, and just focusing on self-improvement and impacting people where you can, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll run for governor. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But I probably can't do that. I guess how old do you have to be to run for governor? Is it the same as president? Like 35, no, I think 40? You, or yeah, you could probably do it in 10 years. So maybe. Never know. Running for governor? Or maybe you'll be on Kevin Stitt's cabinet for Yeah. President. <laughs> for president, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds, but I guess we'll find out. We will indeed. Tune in in the decade update. <laughs> <laughs> Decade update. Okay, cool. Well, if there's, let's see, there's one thing, let's see, I'm trying to think of a good final closing question. (laughs) You need to get like a rapid fire going on at the end of these, like 10 rapid fire questions. Right, right. Um, Okay, so if there's one piece of 
Okay, I guess if there's one, the biggest thing you've learned over the past five years or so from success or failure or both, or just any other life lesson, what is it and what do you hope to apply to the next 10 years as far as mindset? Hmm. Um, biggest lesson learned. Um, I would say, and again right now, who knows, this could this lesson could definitely change. But what I, I feel like, um, being humble, never, you never lose. Mm. If that makes sense. Like yeah. you can never be too humble mm-hmm. and it's never easy to be humble. Yeah. It's always like the harder decision, you know, to like lay your ego down, be humble. Like, and so I think like the more often you do that, like the better you'll do probably with like, especially leadership, but even like personally, just cause like the more humble you are, the the more you're actually going to work on yourself, Yeah. you know? So you'll probably do better too. But it's like, uh, if I think about like all my best, the times I've done the best in any area, it's when I was the most humble mm. and the times where I've done the worst is always when I was the least humble. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, humility I think is like, and again, like don't, I can't say it's like a lesson learned. It's like yeah. I'm learning it. Right. Know? It's still like, I'm still like trying to be more humble and, and do that. And it's like a constant battle of like pride, but like that would be the, uh, the biggest lesson learned. And then what was the second half of that question? And then hopefully, Oh yeah. What do you want to apply like to the next 10 years? Hopefully the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, consistently being humble, like regardless of the successes or anything. And I think it helps a lot. Like our conversation earlier on this thing is like the, you know, reminding yourself, like, it's not your success, but it's Mm. like, it's God's success, you know, and you're just like a vessel and it can like, and, and then again, like literally the thing I was saying earlier that like, I probably needed to hear saying it myself, but it's just like, and then if things don't go well, it's like, if you're still trusting God, the result doesn't actually matter. What matters is the trust in God. Yeah. The result is then God's will. And it's like, whether it's good or bad, it's like, cool. Sounds good. God. You know, and it's not, it's not an attack on your ego or mm. your ability or your character. It's just like, okay, this is what was going to happen. Yeah. It's supposed to happen, you know? But if, then if it's also good, it's not an exaltation of your ability. And right. You, and like, <laughs> you know, so it's like a double-edged sword kind yeah. of uh, humility and trusting in God, I think helps out a lot with that. So that's definitely what I would want to apply to the next 10 years. Like, who knows, like... Yeah, if, if, like, end up being, like, one of the most influential people at Southwestern and, like, my business becomes, like, the biggest in the company, hopefully I can be, like, the most humble person there. Yeah. You know? Or if I'm not at that Southwestern, the same thing. So, hopefully uh, that is an attribute that is uh, continues to grow. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Great, great, great lesson. Well, cool. Well, thanks for spending some time on here, Jack. I appreciate your friendship and... I know that we'll probably be friends forever, so it's pretty yes. cool. Our kids will probably be like besties. <laughs> I guess I am having kids. Sheesh. Oh. <laughs> Not for at least another six months. Oh. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. That's a joke I like to make to my dad. When Weston has a 10-year-old. Oh. <laughs> Next time we do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I like to make that joke to my dad a lot, and he doesn't think it's funny. But, uh, yeah, thanks for being um, you. Thanks for being a blast. Thanks for being on here. Dude, and... same here. These are so cool. Thanks yeah. for doing these. I'm excited to listen to it in 10 years and also thankful for your friendship. So glad we got to cry on that beach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> glad I cried on the beach. Glad you tore your ACL for a slosh ball change. Sheesh. Totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Adios. See you. See you.